Because it's becoming somewhat tradition around here lately, we've got more information to talk about on the shipping crisis that we're having. Go figure, things are getting a little worse yet again. We're going to talk about the fact that businesses are suddenly begging Biden to not do his mandate, at least until after Christmas. And then in segment three, we're going to get into an Etsy seller's video post and how she might have done herself a little bit of harm. Oh, and at the very end of the show, please stick around because Beth is going to explain to us what a compliment sandwich is, according to Family Guy. Buckle up, get in your seat, keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle. This is the Soul of Wisdom. We're going to have some fun today, so here we go. <laughs> Greetings, welcome. It's Wednesday, hump day. It is the Soul of Wisdom that you have found on whatever platform you happen to be on at the moment, whether it be YouTube or Rumble or Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, or the 50 other places where we are. However you found us, welcome. It's so nice to have you here. Buffy, I just realized I do not have an alliterative introduction for you. Oh, okay. But alliterative introduction's a little bit alliterative. Kind of. Kind of. It's quasi-alliterative. It's a stretch. I'm doing the best I can. It's like bad Eminem rhyming. Well, we spent so much prep time here just just working through the materials that we have for the show i didn't have time to you know make my intro that's okay make but, up for it next time well i'll have to do it twice next time <laughs> so we'll do that in lieu of that dear listener please give a digital clap for the lovely and talented producer wife beth yay, yay. okay that's the best i can do for <laughs> you right now that's okay how are you today, though? I am doing well. How you, about yourself? You're looking good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm just happy to be here and talk to people and talk with you. This is like the, when when we do the podcast, this is the one time, because we're in a home where we take care of a lot of people and we got a lot of business going on and everything else. So when we shut the door to the studio, this is actually like us time. <laughs> it <laughs> and, is. And we share it with all of you, which I, I guess just kind of deletes the us time perspective. But this is probably the most quality conversation we're able to have in a day. Yeah. So, and, and you get to listen in. It makes you like voyeurs. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. It's like yeah. reality TV. Uh, only sometimes it's just audio. Yeah. They have to be visually gifted for it to be reality TV. Reality radio? Maybe. Well, it's, it'd be pretty boring reality TV, too, because it's like a static shot unless I do this. And then we get camera two, where you get the side angle, where you get to see just how balding I've become. Um, but you get a better look at the backdrop, so you can see the Legos better. That's true. So, you know, it's a trade-off. All right, before we get started, visit us, soulwisdom.com. That is S-O-U-L-E, wisdom.com. You'll find all of our business links there. You will find all the previous episodes there. You will find our teachable course on how to be profitable on Etsy. And you'll find our tip jar. If you like what we do, please consider supporting the show. And your birthday's in two days. It is. Don't tell people that. Well, you can tell them it's my birthday coming up. That's fine. But please don't tell them how old I am. You're going to be 20 again, right? Yeah, for like the, what, 57th time or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't count anymore. Yeah. But that's okay. You know, we call this program the Soul of Wisdom, number one, because soul is our last name. Number two, because we'd like to believe that we continue to build wisdom the older that we get. That's true. And you really do. It's There's a, a saying that youth is wasted on the young, 
and it's so true yeah because the older you get like the wiser you become and the more you you know and understand how the world really works but your body is too broken to do anything about it yeah <laughs> so you know oh well thus is life yeah so before we get started we thought it would be fun to <clears throat> excuse me thought it'd be fun to uh pull up something kind of cute and cool so visually gifted you may join me as i pull up mr browser here if i can get to mr browser myself you see it i don't there it is okay so this is a really cool story this is from cnbc a florida couple sold their house to fund a boozy bouquet startup now they have a seventy-five thousand dollars shark tank deal ah, excuse me that's not bad. That's not good. I'm on segment one and I'm already stuffy. Yeah, I've got to work on that. This is going to be a fun show. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need like a dump button to, right. to, you know, that they have on the real, real shows. But we've said before, we're only partially, partially professional. That's true. Yeah. Anyways, Kelly Moynihan held up a bouquet of flowers. What if I told you I had a margarita in my hand? She said, would you believe me? Believe her and... To 2019, Moynihan partnered with her husband, Ryan, to launch Florida-based Flasky Flowers, a startup that makes flower bouquets with built-in flasks. Uh, I came home and I said to Ryan, I've got something. We got to do this. And then they went on Shark Tank. The couple invested 60000 of their old money, own money, sold their house for additional seed money. Then they went on Shark Tank two years later, and they landed a $75,000 investment from one to three, three different sharks. That's cool. Lori Grenier, Mark Cuban, and Kevin O'Leary all in for a 30% stake of the company. Uh, they list online for $25, but it only costs them $1.77 to make. That's a pretty good business model. Super profitable, super cool. But we had to share because just the idea of flasky flowers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, do you use these at the weddings where you just know it's going to fail? Where the bride's like, crap, I'm really doing this. Gurgle, gurgle. Maybe. I know. Well, what's the guy going to do then? Ask for a hit off the flowers? <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me have some of that action. Yeah. Before I say I do, here. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, it's, it's crazy the things that uh, us silly Americans come up with. But you know what? Good on them because it's it's an idea that I don't know has ever been thought of before, and nope. it's so hard in this world right now to get something original. Yeah. I mean, the day we launched this podcast, we were like the fifty nine thousand seven hundred fourteenth podcast that was new that day. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it's so hard to be original, and I I appreciated the originality of that. Yeah, that's pretty good, cool. And good on them for getting three sharks to go along. Yeah. So I hope they I hope they make bank. I do too. And I hope it is not, if you have one of those, I sincerely hope it's not a uh, a warning sign of how your marriage is going to go. But I guess we'll see. So anyways, thought we'd share that. Now let's get into the brass tacks of things, shall we? So what's the, what's the biggest thing we've been covering of late, Buffy? Uh, the shipping crisis. The shipping crisis. And why do we call it a crisis? Well, it's more like a dumpster fire, but... Yeah, well, I was just going to say we call it a crisis because... Because. Because it's what it is. And a dumpster fire. We bought a dumpster fire to sit behind us just to illustrate the fact yes. that, that the country is on fire in some ways. 
and this is one of them. So, visually gifted, we will go back to Mr. Browser. Now that I've figured out how to find him, because he was hiding on me. Okay. Again, from CNBC. <clears throat> yeah, this is going to be a fun segment. Make me do some honey in my throat after this. Will That'll they? help. Okay. Economists expect shipping problems to linger well into 2022. Now, I've been saying that I don't know how this is going to work out for Christmas. We revealed the other day that, you know, we've now got shipping containers floating out there. They're dumping them on top of Hondas. This is, like, super cool, right? Yeah. They're blocking people's driveways. Yeah. <clears throat> Lots of cool stuff. I'm waiting for them to show up on playgrounds or something. That'll be fun. Yeah. Which the kids can't go outside to play, especially in California now. That's true. I mean, so, they might as well use that space. Maybe they should use that space. I, should I make another bold prediction? <laughs> the floating shipping containers one worked out for me. That's it's, possible. It's probably only a matter of time. Okay, anyways, shipping backups at big U.S. ports uh, and resulting goods shortages and price surges are not likely to resolve themselves until well into 2022, according to some economists and business leaders we have spoken to recently. Some 77 ships are waiting outside docks in L.A. and Long Beach, carrying $24 billion worth of goods looking to find their way into the American ecosystem, according to Goldman Sachs. Uh, the pressures are feeding into the economy, putting constraints on everything from grocery stores to big manufacturers. Prices for consumer and wholesale goods are soaring. The trends expect to create an inflationary holiday season with a potential for fewer goods under the Christmas tree. We know all this already. We've covered all of this. But what's interesting to me is that we're now starting to see some admission that this thing's not going to be solved soon. Which we knew. We knew. However, not to be outdone, let's go to the next tab. Business Insider, the supply chain crisis could last into 2023. So not to be outdone. Yeah. Unless governments boost spending in ports, railways, and warehouses, a shipping exec warns. This article says the CEO of one of the world's largest shipping companies is calling for governments to step in and take action to fix the global supply chain crisis and prevent delays and shortages from rolling on beyond the end of next year. So they're almost admitting there, yeah, it's going to go through next year. Let's just not let it go any further. In an interview with the Financial Times, Jeremy Nixon, CEO of the freight company Ocean Network Express, said that local governments need to increase spending on critical parts of the supply chain, including ports, railways, warehouses, and roads, to increase capacity to cope with ongoing demand. Ocean Network has a fleet of 220 ships that transport more than 6% of the world's containerized freight. The global supply chain is on its knees after a fall in shipping demand in the early days of the pandemic in 2020. A surge at the end of the year led to delays, port traffic jams, and blockages across the world. Now containers are jammed up in the ports due to rising demand and continuing shortage of dock workers and truckers. Uh, to prevent myself from being a little bit too wordy here, he said towards the end of the article, that we can expect more disruption next year at U.S. West Coast ports as contract negotiations are scheduled to take place between dock workers and terminal operators. Oh, perfect. Which has historically led to delays and backups. It says some retailers and manufacturers reportedly already have plans in place to reroute cargo during those times. 
if we get into a bad jam in July, August, and September of 2022, we could last well into early 2023. Perfect. So that timing is super cool. Yep. <clears throat> I don't see any problems there at all. No, everything's <clears throat> fine. Nothing to see here. Yeah. So tab number three from Mr. Browser. This is a transcript from, partial transcript anyways, from last Thursday's town hall that the Prez did on CNN. <clears throat> and Anderson Cooper said to him, so you would consider the National Guard for trucking because there's a lot of problems. Biden answered yes, with not enough truck drivers right now. Biden answers, but here's, and that's what we're doing now. Cooper, do you have a timetable for that? Biden, well, I had a timetable, first of all. I want to get the ports up and running and get the railways and railheads and trucks in port ready to move because I've gotten Walmart and others to say, we're going to move stuff off the port into the warehouses. So you're actually talking about having National Guardsmen and women driving trucks. Biden, the answer is yes, if we can move the, increase the number of truckers, which we're in the process of doing. Okay. <clears throat> So, here's my take on this. We already predicted here that this was not going to be solved anywhere near in time for Christmas. Because the big thing that the, you know, PDB from, you know, the administration, judge, he was saying, well, you know, we just, we got to get this infrastructure thing passed because so then that'll fix it. But we know that that never fixes anything quickly. No. Just because they earmark money for something doesn't mean problem solved. Yeah. Nor does it mean that the money will actually go to what it's earmarked for. Also true. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so we got that going on. Now they're saying we could easily get into 22, and then there's this possible labor thing going on, which could punt it into 23. So there's all sorts of things that are the problem. Uh, but then if you read this thing closely and you understand how supplies move in the modern day um respectfully uh president biden has no clue as to how goods move and i don't personally believe this is just my opinion that he actually talked with walmart and has agreements in place for them to put a bunch of stuff in warehouses why do i think that buffy because they don't have warehouse space yeah the trucks are the warehouse now. Have you ever heard of just-in-time delivery, my dear listener friends? Just-in-time delivery is the concept that you don't want goods sitting around warehouses because the longer it sits, the more money is tied up into it. So the idea is to get product in, get it straight to the shelves, and get it sold. Move it quickly. Honestly, we use kind of a just-in-time system here with our businesses. We do not sit on inventory. We get stuff when we need it. We have stuff delivered at times when we need it. Our actual money that we've got sitting in goods and supplies is very minimal. So we practice it too for yeah. all intents and purposes. Um, but the trucks are the warehouse. So if you don't have enough trucks running to take care of all the stuff that's coming into the port, where's a place like Walmart going to put it? Uh, you know, Best Buy, for example, if you've ever been in the uh, the non-sales floor area of a Best Buy, their actual quote-unquote warehouse in each store is about the size of a thimble. It's very small, yeah. It's enough to receive goods and process it and then take it straight out to the floor. Yeah. 
they don't they ain't got nothing going on in there and more and more businesses are structuring their stores like that because they don't want to tie the stuff up that's that's not what they do so i'm not exactly certain where exactly he thinks these goods are going to be stored yeah i mean i suppose they could these places could rent out space i mean we have all sorts of abandoned malls and businesses and everything else um, you know, thanks to the death of malls and thanks to uh, our friends at the pandemic, Yeah. you know, um, so unless they're planning on doing that, but then you've got to have the truckers to get this stuff to the temporary location. And then they're going to have to get it out of the temporary location into the stores. Yeah. So that's just more logistics on top of what's already a logistical problem. Yes. So I don't, I don't see how any of this makes any sense. I don't see a plan that works. I wish I did. But throwing money at it isn't going to immediately solve it. No. Um, saying that businesses are going to just store the stuff. No, they're not. Not without more logistical issues like we just demonstrated anyways. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, the, the best way that this could have been fixed was for it to have never happened in the first place. Yeah, exactly. The quickest way out of this is to invent time travel. And just say no don't shut it down uh, you know hindsight being 2020 but we know that this was mostly an issue with the elderly and those with comorbidities if we had protected those people and left the rest of it up and running we probably would be in a better position right now yeah but you know that's hindsight and i'm not a doctor and i did not stay at a holiday Inn express last night so i'm not giving any kind of medical advice wisdom or knowledge i'm just telling you my opinion yeah I think that's uh, what would have worked better. But, um, you know, here we are in what feels like day 900 now of us reporting on this thing. Uh, and <laughs> every day we find an article that makes it look just a tiny bit worse. Yeah. Uh, but again, I'll continue to hammer on this point. Uh, support small business, support local business. Uh, you know, we're on that list, so please take a look at our stuff. But, you know even beyond us, you yep. know, cause our stuff isn't going to be everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. Go find somebody that, that it is your cup of tea if it's not us and support them because these smaller businesses have the stuff to help you have Christmas because a lot of it is stuff that they make or they source locally or things like that. Yeah. So support them because I'm sorry, the iPhones are all stuck in a pile of shipping containers, six high. Oh no, it's actually seven. I saw a picture today to confirm they've got it stacked seven high. At seven, the wow. Yeah. That's so. not dangerous at all. Well, well, hopefully not. All they need now is for some, like, big, you know, storm to come along and start blowing them over. Well, isn't there a big storm actually coming in? Yeah, it's pretty much fizzled, I think, oh, by okay. now. Yeah. But I haven't, I don't watch the weather. We're in Arizona. Yeah, no, it doesn't rain here. Yeah, I. It's it's like a big deal when we get sprinkles here. Yeah. So I, I quit monitoring the weather years ago, but, um, you know, I will say, I hope everybody's got their Hondas out of the way. Yeah. That's all I can say on that. Okie dokie. I'm sure we'll have more on this, you know, tomorrow, if not the next day, because it just keeps coming in a little worse every day. Yeah. Heaven help us all. Anywho, we're going to take a break. I'm going to take care of my throat. So I quit coughing and hacking on you, your ears, my dear listeners. I'm so sorry. I'll see what I can do. And uh, yeah, we'll be right back. 
You better watch where you walk. These are dangerous grounds. At least that's the talk around town. And it's about to go down. Everybody out here trying to wear the crown. It's a couple got a chance, but most of them clowns. And they try to give me dap and pound. I wish they all would drown. Quit and stop making a sound. The game is saturated bad by the overrated real get denied not even appreciate it uh-uh. these ain't dance steps and i ain't trying to knock that welcome back dear listeners this is the soul of wisdom you can find us on our website soulwisdom.com that is s-o-u-l-e wisdom.com you can email us questions at soulwisdom.com i really do wish that more dear listeners would email us i mean we, you know, we've had a couple tri- trickle in but I'd, I'd like to talk more yeah so talk with us please also you can uh, tweet us at soul wisdom uh back here with me bright-eyed bushy-tailed all of that stuff my badass blue-eyed babe (laughs) producer wife beth that's for missing it the first time around that's for missing it the first time i just made that up on the fly i usually plan these things out but i got out my dr seuss rhymer and dr seuss was very famous for using words like badass yeah so totally worked yep yay (laughs) Okie dokie. So, I seem to recall a couple weeks ago that Mr. Biden made a speech and he said, mandate. Yeah, I think he said that a couple of times, hasn't he? Yeah, and I think he was talking about that that jab in the arm thing for the unspecified virus of unknown origin. Yes. Yes. And I think he said that if your business had over 100 people, you needed to mandate that. Or they had to be tested weekly. Yes. And there didn't seem to be a whole lot of exception for that. That's what I recall. Okie dokie. Well, that's what I recall as well. Uh, So let me show you the article that we came across earlier today. Visually gifted. Feel free to play along on screen. The rest of you listen to the sound of my lovely voice. Sounds so nice. (laughs) (laughs) Okie dokie. From CNBC. That seems to be our source today. CNBC. Yeah. It goes in waves. All the news that's fit to electronically print. CNBC. Business groups ask White House to delay Biden COVID vaccine mandate until after the holidays. Huh. I wonder why they'd say after the holidays. Let's read and find out. Yeah. Okay. Worried that President Joe Biden's COVID vaccine mandate for private companies would cause mass exodus of employees, business groups are pleading with the White House to delay the rule until after the holiday season. White House officials at the Office of Management and Budget held dozens of meetings with labor unions, industry lobbyists, and private individuals last week as the administration conducts its final review of the mandate, which will require businesses of 100 or more employees to ensure they are vaccinated against COVID or tested weekly for the virus. It is estimated to cover roughly two-thirds of the private sector workforce. OMB officials have several meetings lined up for Monday and Tuesday with groups representing dentists, trucking companies, staffing companies, and realtors, among others. The American Trucking Associations, which will meet with the OMB on Tuesday, warned the administration last week that many drivers will likely quit rather than get vaccinated, further disrupting the national supply chain at a time when the industry is already short 80,000 drivers. Now that number's gone up. I was just going to say. Because it used to be 60. And that was only like two weeks ago. Yeah. 
So that's interesting. The Trucking Association estimates companies covered by the mandate could lose 37% of drivers through retirements, resignations, and workers switching to smaller companies not covered by the requirements. And the article goes on and on just a little bit, but essentially it's just saying the same thing from different angles so we don't have to go there. <clears throat> so, this was kind of one of my things with this straight away anyways, was we're already in a logistics crisis, a shipping crisis, right? We already have a staffing crisis. Tune into yesterday's show where we talked about the Denver airport, where 2% of what they expected for turnout is what actually happened. Denver airport job fair. Yeah, at the job fair. Sorry, I thought I said that. No, you just said Denver airport. Stroke moment. That's okay. It happens. I'm getting old. In a couple of days, I'm even older. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you get older every day, technically, anyway. No, that's not how I look at it. Once a year, I get older. That's all. <laughs> <clears throat> Although I am getting close to my AARP membership, so that'll be fun. <sighs> Anyways. So, you know, you've, you've got the logistics issues. You've already got staffing issues, like, everywhere. There's there's almost no exception. If if you have a business that's overstaffed, email us because I'd love to know what that business is. Yeah, I'll feature you. I'll call you out as a success story because <laughs> I don't know of anybody who's fully staffed right now. So and, and then on top of it, they're going to try to pile on this mandate where, again, we've talked about this before. where We've touched on this jab in the arm thing. And again, for the record, we are not pro or anti arm, arm jab. What we are is pro talk with your doctor and we are pro for lack of a better way to put it pro-choice you know your body your choice kind of thing that's how we approach it here at the soul of wisdom you know you make choices for you you do you boo yep right <clears throat> but but that means because we're not the only two people on the planet who believe this there are some people that are for it there are some people that are against it even so, there's some people that just can't have it. As we've talked about before, we have one family member in this house who cannot have it. It just won't work. It's it's incompatible with other things they have going on. So it's not, it's just not that simple. But they're trying to say, no, it is that simple. You're going to do this and you like, and you're going to like it. Yeah. <clears throat> and unfortunately, there's a lot of people that aren't going to comply. And now we end up with businesses begging for him to at least delay it. I find it interesting too, quite honestly, that the businesses aren't saying, don't do this. They're saying, yeah, okay, but can we at least have Christmas first? I'm bothered by that. That they're not standing up for their work workers more? Well, why are we, <clears throat> well, I know the answer to this. I was about to say, why are we kowtowing to what the administration wants? But doesn't this dovetail into ESG that we talked about the other day? It does, yes. Yeah, so if you have not seen our episode where we discuss ESG, go to our playlist. You'll find it. Watch it. It's a whole segment of one show, and it is something that every person needs to understand. Because yeah. right now it affects businesses, but give it time, wait a while, and it's going to affect individuals. But ultimately it comes down to... How does your business behave on environment and social issues and corporate governance? And those three things 
the banks and the feds and everybody else are starting to use to determine uh, how much they're going to let you play. Yeah. As far as how much money you'll get, how much support you'll get, stuff like that. So I guess, is it really a surprise that the businesses would, would play? Because, you know, um, ESG kind of has them by the testicles. Yeah. For lack of a better way to put it. So, you know, I guess, I guess it's not surprising, but in the same respect, at some point, there are some businesses who need to stand up and say, no, just, just no, you're not going to do this. And I'm sure some will, there will be a legal challenge. Yeah. I think there has to be. I don't, I don't see this thing just when he decides that this mandate's going to happen and he six OSHA out on the world to make this just be a thing. I, I can't imagine there won't be some people that stand up and say, stop. Yeah. Now, whether or not the court system will do anything about it, who knows? They're so unpredictable. It's funny to me with the court system. So many on the left are complaining that the court is so right-leaning, but the right says, no, the rulings they're making don't even align with what we think. So, yeah. who knows? We shall see. But I found it interesting, nonetheless, that we're in this place now where where you've got businesses going, please just wait, begging, they're setting up meetings and everything else. Yeah. Something tells me he's not going to wait. Probably not. I think he's, uh, I think he's going to push forward because this, he feels is like a signature issue. And, uh, I think he's going to do what he wants to do. And I think things going to end up in court, but that doesn't mean it's going to be stopped while it's in court. No. You know, they could simply say, yes, we'll accept the case, but not put an injunction on it. And then it just happens anyways. Or he could flat defy it, too. I mean, that happened with, like, the uh, eviction crisis. Yeah. Where the courts said, no, you, you can't continue to have an eviction ban, and he did it anyways. So, we'll see. Anyways, we just thought we would share on that because we found it super interesting. And uh, we'll see where that goes. I'm going to monitor that story, and we'll update as appropriate, yeah? Yeah. Okie dokie. So we're going to take another break. I'm going to take more honey and shove it down my throat to try and get just a little bit better. I felt like this segment was a tick better. It was. I only gagged three or four times on my own phlegm. That wasn't so bad. No. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, so yeah, we're going to take a break and then we're going to shift gears and we're going to tear into an Etsy seller. Uh, not tear into her, tear into something that she said. And then we'll analyze what might have been good or bad about it. How about it. dissect? I like tear into better. Okay. But we'll be more nice. <laughs> and we'll say we'll dissect it. Okay. That sounds too clinical. All right. It's not fun. But that's okay. We'll be right back. Everybody in the place, they was throwing their hands up. Everybody in the place, they was throwing their hands. Everybody in the place, they was throwing their hands up. Everybody in the place, they was throwing their hands. I just want to have a good time. They calling me JJ because I got the mic posted up with the DJ. Please, no requests. I'm repeating what he say. We got it under control. It's cool like Cool J. Now when the needle drop and the record spin. Welcome back, dear listeners. This is the third and final segment of today's glorious episode of the soul of wisdom you've made it this far congratulations we love you love yourself as well and give yourself a little pat on the back i was just gonna say that pat on the back yay you're supposed to go yay yay there you go play along okay i'm sorry you, you looked at me blankly <laughs> <laughs> like like what's going on <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, good heavens. My eyes start to get blurry under this light. I don't know what to tell you. You're not even directly under it. You're the off-camera producer wife. Yeah, it's bright enough, though. No, I know. Well, try it over here. Let's switch. Let's do a role reversal Friday. Since it's my birthday, you can host. And uh, I'll be the producer husband. We'll see. Oh, well, we should totally do it. We'll see. <clears throat> You're no fun. <laughs> she won't do it. It's the one birthday gift I'm going to ask for that she's going to tell me no on. Maybe. Yeah. It makes me sad. And that one doesn't even cost us anything. No, but it'll probably give me a migraine for the rest of the night. <sighs> Good point. We were going to try to go out to eat. Yeah. Okay. We won't do it. See? I told you she wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh, so let's talk about an Etsy seller for a moment. I, I did not go out seeking what I'm about to show you. I found it when I was searching for some other information that had to do with Etsy uh, for a course, a lecture rather, on our teachable course. <clears throat> so I was out there looking for other info and I stumbled across this. And at this point, this this uh, is this is a video post that I'm going to show you some clips from and it's about a month old or so at this point uh, but when I stumbled across it was fresh and I want to kind of dissect there you go I used your word uh, Thank you. what this uh, Etsy seller is doing here because I think I think she's a very successful Etsy seller who if she's not careful is going to shoot herself in the foot and I, I think there's a bigger business lesson that can be had here. And since she made her video public, it's fair game. Yeah. So, so we're going to dig into it. And if the nice lady is listening, um, you know, take what we're going to say, say with a grain of salt and always look for ways to improve. We always do. That's one of the things I teach people. Yeah. You know, you have to be able to take criticism. So I'm going to criticize a little bit, but, you know, there's learning here. So let's all learn, shall we? <clears throat> okay, back to Mr. Browser for the visually gifted. So I found this on Facebook, okay? And what I have up on the screen now is the uh, Facebook page for Candy Cooper Designs. Okay, lady's name, obvious enough, Candy Cooper. Now she has just under 17,000 followers on Facebook. That's a lot. We ain't got that. Nope. So I will say... She definitely puts a lot of effort into her social media. Yep. <clears throat> so that's good. Now, I'm also going to pull up her Etsy store. And you will notice she has 246,000 sales. That's a ton. Um, <clears throat> that is an Etsy heavyweight for sure. Now, I will say that... A lot of her items are inexpensive. As I'm scrolling through, I'm seeing like three dollars fifty cents, nine dollars. There's you know, here's one that's seventy. So she's got some stuff that's a little higher. Uh, but when I was looking through her shop, I can tell you that her average price point is probably somewhere between ten and fifteen dollars. Yeah. Those shops tend to generate more sales. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Um, but either way, she's gotten that that many sales. Good on her. Yeah. So I'm going to start off with a compliment. She's got it going on. That's a successful shop. Good job. However. It's a compliment sandwich from Family <clears throat> it Guy. It is a compliment sandwich. How did that go? This was when Stewie was, was 
quote unquote employing Brian. Yeah. Something like, you know, you show up to work on time. You have smelly dog you farts. You have smelly dog farts. Great job or something yeah. like that. I don't know. <clears throat> okay. So this nice lady posted, Dear Etsy, please turn my store back on. This was a Facebook Live that she did. And this is on the Candy Cooper Facebook page, the public facing page of her business. This wasn't her personal one. So she's talking with her customers. I'm going to play the first 28 seconds of this, shall we? And oh, by the way, Buffy's going into this blind. She hasn't seen or heard any of this. I have not. So this will be rapid reaction. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm not going to... Um, I'm a little early for once because we're not making anything. Um, today, uh, well, it's just kind of one of those days where I think that my heart just isn't in it. Okay. Bethy gave me one of those Spock eyebrows where it like raised up real quizzically. Um, so what you got to say? Well, she definitely didn't plan this ahead of time. <clears throat> um, uh, uh what, what do you mean? Uh, I've heard better off the cuff from 17 year olds on YouTube and TikTok and, and, you know, maybe she is frustrated because I already know the premise of the story. Maybe she's just letting her frustration get to her if I'm giving her a little bit of a benefit of the doubt, but if you're going to get on a live for your business and say something, you should have an idea of how you're going to say it and at least be partially polished. Unless you're a person who can get away without doing that. Yeah. Raise my hand. Yeah. One of my superpowers is I don't plan most of what I say. I have an idea in my head and then I run with it. Yeah. Uh, fun story, I was asked to speak in front of the entire company, um, which, you know, that meeting was several thousand people strong uh, once upon a time at a company that I worked for. And my manager came to me like an hour before and he's like, do you, do you have uh, notes on what you're going to say? I wanted to look at him. I was like, no. He's like, well, do, do you have an outline? I'm like, no. He's like, well, what, what are you going to say? I'm like, I don't know. I'll figure it out when I get up there. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what I always do. You've been to my meetings. You know how this rolls. I just get up in front of people and I talk and it always works. And it worked. And he congratulated me afterwards on a good speech. <clears throat> but, you know, anyways. Not everybody has that superpower, though. That's for sure. Not everybody has that superpower. I'll grant you that. Uh, so one of the things that stood out for me was the title of this thing was Etsy Closed My Store. Right? Mm -hmm. But she said that one of the first things she said was we're not making anything today well why are you just halting everything just because you have a problem with etsy because presumably she's going to try to get that fixed yeah. presumably she still has orders to fill yeah but she's just like stopping stuff i don't know that struck me as weird anywho <clears throat> let's continue i've got different clips of this queued up 
so we're gonna do about a one minute segment here and let's see what else candy has to say shall we yes all right <clears throat> yesterday we had our shop put on vacation mode by Etsy which means you're basically handcuffed until they decide that you're consistently shipping you're not um, um, you know you're not you don't have open orders and I'm gonna be really transparent and say that our store made Etsy a lot of money and so for them to do this with no warning I've looked for emails I've looked through spam Michaela's looking right now for them just to turn it off and then say oh we'll automatically turn it back on when we feel like you're caught up or whatever um, is painful okay thoughts on that little segment there well the, the first thing that caught my attention is she said that they were handcuffed because they had open orders everyone who sells on Etsy that has any sort of decent flow of traffic I mean we can be the most caught up we've ever been and we're still gonna have open orders so yeah that's not true we well, haven't had a clear order board in years no so her saying that because she has open orders that's why they did this to her is not true now if she had a ridiculous amount of outstanding orders that were getting pushed way beyond her guaranteed ship date, yeah, they're going to do it. Yes. Because at that point, yes, Etsy's making money off of her store, but it's not worth it for Etsy to have, if she's making that many sales, to potentially have thousands of pissed off customers <clears throat> who then won't revisit the platform not just her store but if they have a bad taste shopping through etsy then they're not going to use etsy again yep. and that's what they're trying to prevent yeah it also struck me too again hearkening back to the first clip that i played where she said that they weren't making anything today yeah but here she says she's got a ton of outstanding orders and that's the reason why etsy shut her down yeah ship your orders yeah fill them wt at that point you gotta be you know kind of redoubling your efforts and going, okay, we're all working extra today because I want to get the shop back open by the time we go home. Yeah. Or it could just be me. I don't know. <clears throat> um, Doesn't sound like there's a fire under her to fix the problem. No, but there's a fire under her to go live on her business page. And complain about it. Yeah. I, am, I don't know. That doesn't fix anything. Uh, no, it sure don't. Um, so let's see what else we're not fixing here, shall we? <clears throat> Next clip. This one's about 30 seconds or so. Is it this one? Yeah, it's this one. Okay, let's continue. Yesterday, we sold $344 worth of things before it got shut down. And I said it in my post, that's, that's not enough to cover the labor. Okay. So yesterday before it got shut down. So 
she's already been she already knew about this this wasn't like a a just now happened kind of thing she's had 24 hours to to stew to stew yeah yeah and then she says we've sold 300 and some dollars yesterday and that's not even enough to pay the bills to cover she said to cover the labor yeah but i want to know who runs such a tight ship that your incoming for that day is paying your bills for that day wow your business is already in a bad place it kind of sounds to me like excuse me like she doesn't have a really good handle and this is you know this is just spitballing and surmising here a little bit based off of her words but it comes across like she doesn't necessarily have a good handle on the finances of her business yeah because she's saying well we only sold this amount and that's not enough to pay the bills well then you got problems you know, first of all, you have to be able to ride up and down with anything. Yeah. But it's especially true with Etsy. Like right now for us, we're in the middle of October. October is traditionally our worst month because people are holding on until right after Halloween and then the fun begins. And we know this and that's okay. We plan for it. Yep. No big deal. But I, it just, it, it surprised me to say, we didn't even make enough yesterday to pay the bills. Well, then why are you doing what you're doing? I mean, I guess... <clears throat> benefit of the doubt i guess it's possible that she understands her outlay for the day and she was trying to convey that each day to keep my business operational i need x amount of funds like income to do that and we didn't even get to that threshold well obviously you didn't have a chance to get there because as you even admitted stuff was shut down that morning but that harkens back to the bigger problem of why did they shut you down if it's because you're not fulfilling customer orders, but you're promising those customers that they're going to get their stuff by a certain date, then again, you have bigger issues. Yeah. So either the employees that you do have aren't working efficiently, you yourself aren't working efficiently, you're not delegating properly. No. Something is wrong. Oh yeah, there's definitely something wrong here. <clears throat> and again, it's, it's for me a little bit shocking for a shop that has moved as many sales and as much goods through as this one has for her to to be like this and you could argue that well she's in a bad place because you know she's had this problem with her shop okay keep that one in mind because i'll have more to say on that in a minute let's go to the next clip this is clip four of five she actually went on for almost 25 minutes so i've shortened it yeah okay this one is again about 30 seconds or so and so what i so while we're working on that website like it's not an overnight like i can't just like throw it together you know we're paying thousands for a new website to be really transparent and so when when we Um, when I read the email, they said, please don't go start another store. And it kind of gave me the idea that I have to generate revenue. I'm trying not to laugh. You? Well, you definitely don't need thousands of dollars to start a website. That was the first thing. So... We have an Etsy shop. We also have our own website. 
Which is powered by Shopify. Which is powered by Shopify. We do not pay thousands of dollars for it. And our website stands up against just about anyone. Yeah. And you know why? Because we use a platform that major retailers use. There's some big names out there that are on Shopify. Yep. That's not mom and pop. These are like nationwide places that are on Shopify. And they're using the same tech we are. Yeah. And we don't pay thousands of dollars for it. Nope. And it's powerful. We can make that thing do just about anything we want. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was interesting. She also, this is the part where I had a hard time not laughing. When she says at the end, so it got me thinking, I've got to make money. Huh? So you're a, you're a business owner. Who just now realized. Who just now realized that she's got to make money. And as an aside, I don't think this is covered in clip five. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember what clip five is. So we're going to find out. But how can she not have a plan B? Yeah. We have a plan B. Yep. And you know why we have a plan B? It is actually in Etsy's terms and conditions that they can shut down your shop at any time for any reason. It's the same thing with eBay. Yep, and we also have an eBay shop. It's the same thing. This is why we're active in various social media places. It's why we have several different websites. We are everywhere. And we're everywhere for a reason. Because if one angle gets shut down, then we just take those funds and we move them over to the next one. And we keep going. But it, it again, it kind of shocked me that you've got somebody who has put through, again, that many sales. Yeah. And she ain't got a plan B, an active plan B. I, I don't know. I think that's, I think that's poor businessing. I think a lot of people do that though. And I don't know if it's poor instruction, like in schooling or just a overarching cultural theme, but it seems like you hear this all the time, whether it's, um, sports legends or uh, popular singers or YouTubers or TikTokers or whomever, they get a lot of money, they blow it all, and then all of a sudden they can't pay their bills, and then they have to sell their house, and then they have to do this, and I've seen, wasn't it like a couple of years ago, the dude from Creed was like trying to do a GoFundMe just so he could like not live in his car? Yep. And it's like, okay, hang on, time out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we supported you like years ago when everybody bought your CDs, so... What it you mismanaged your own personal finances that to that high of a degree of negligence that now you're like begging people to help you by giving you handouts. Yeah. And it kind of sounds like the same thing. Like I it's just a gut. Obviously, I don't know the entire financial situation here, but it sounds like she was spending probably more than she should have been. And yeah. all of a sudden you know, she's in a bad place because they shut down her shop for a day. So many people go into business without having a sense of business. By the way, this is what our uh, Etsy Teachable course deals with, the business side of running an Etsy shop, because this is where we watch them all fail. They'll go in with an idea. I don't believe that the things that she's selling, she's making. I think she's sourcing it from the looks of it. She has so much of it. Um, and you can do that on Etsy. Uh, to a certain extent, 
But anyways, you go in with an with an artistic talent, or you go in with an idea, but you don't have a business sense to back that up and make it into a real going concern, and then they fail. Uh, but that's not just Etsy, that's everywhere. Uh, I don't think I've told this story on the podcast yet, but uh, back for when I lived in the Midwest, there was this restaurant that opened that the previous wife worked for briefly uh, when they opened and I went in there one day and I said this isn't going to last 90 days because I watched what they were doing I watched how their business was structured and it made no sense at all it lasted six weeks I gave them too much credit <clears throat> um, but again and they 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 mortgaged everything to do this I knew the family they mortgaged their house their everything and they lost it all because they didn't have a plan and they didn't have these what ifs built in. Yeah. You know, you've got to have a plan B. She ain't got no plan B. I don't know. Didn't make sense to me. All right. Last clip. This one is only 10 seconds and I cannot for the life of me remember what she has to say. So uh, let's discover together, shall we? But at this point, I'm just like, I can't believe the lack of communication. And then I can't believe the stories I've read of this happening to other people. Okay, that was it. That I remember why I picked this clip now. This struck me for two reasons. Um, number one, she's saying, I can't believe the lack of communication. And I want to circle back to that in just a second. But, the, but then the other thing she said was, that um, she can't believe that she's read that this has happened to so many people. Um, why are you worried about everybody else? Because misery loves company. Yeah, well... This is exactly what happened. The stuff got shut down and she started Googling and she wanted to make sure that she wasn't the only one. And then it's like kind of like the train wreck you can't look away from. So she spent hours probably... Wasting her time. ...going through and reading other people's stories when she should have been working on fulfilling all those orders that are yeah. sitting there. Is worrying about what's happening to everybody else fixing your situation right now? Nope. No. So that drives me nuts. The other thing when she was talking about the communication and the lack thereof, she was referencing Etsy and how she felt that Etsy wasn't doing a good enough job communicating what's going on. She may have a point with that because I do know that Etsy is incredibly understaffed when it comes to dealing with its sellers. Yes. Um, I've read in certain scenarios that it can take them as long as six weeks to review something. So I get that. But it's funny that she talks about communication because in this 25 minute video, what kind of communication is she doing? She's complaining <clears throat> and she's number dropping. In two of the clips, she was talking about, I'm going to be transparent, and I'm spending this, and I'm doing, you know, she, it's very much a woe is me, which I understand. If you're pissed off, I get it. That's like an inclination. But as a business owner, that's not a conversation you have publicly to all of your followers. Yeah. The conversation should have gone more like, I wanted to let you know that there's been an issue with our Etsy shop. I'm working with Etsy to resolve it as quickly as possible for now. If you try to make a purchase, you're not gonna be able to. It says we're in vacation mode. We're actually not in vacation mode. If you have questions, message me here on Facebook and I'll try to give you a timeline and I'll try to provide you with updates as to where I am in the process working with Etsy. That isn't acceptable. Something yeah. that you could put out to your customers, especially when you have 
a fan base, so to speak, of that many people to let them know, hey, there's a problem, but I'm aware of it and I'm working on it. Not, here's the problem and let me bitch to you for half an hour about it. See, this is why the producer wife is the love of my life. She's a pro. She gets it. No, you really do. Because you understand that you need to put forth a positive face at all times, even during adversity. And how you laid it out was perfect. You know, something to the effect of... It really was. I mean, something to the effect of, we got some stuff going on. We're not going anywhere, though. We will be back stick with us something like that yeah. <clears throat> instead she's getting on there in front of her customers and bitching and complaining yep but here's the thing that's why god created friends and relatives yeah run to them because yes we all have to get things off of our chest yeah she can complain but she shouldn't be doing it to her customer base no no under never. any circumstances yeah our customer base will never know if we're having a bad day yeah ever I will shut everything down before I will go there because it's just, it's a death knell, you know, now <clears throat> her, she did get her situation fixed. So she is back up and running. The shop is active now. So whatever they needed to do, they did. And I'm happy for her for that. But I do have to wonder, um, the longevity of this business and I, I hope that she's figured out better ways to have a plan B in place for when there are hiccups. Uh, I, I sincerely hope that she's figured out that it's not a good idea to communicate so much negativity to your customers because these are, these are business basics that are missing. And this is why I wanted to highlight this. This isn't just an Etsy thing. This is a, this is an all over business kind of thing. If this is your public face, this sort of thing and again i'm sorry to be picking on this particular person but she made it public so it's fair game and it's a good learning experience for all of us if this is the the public face that you give then it's going to turn people off yeah and the thing is when you are online all you have is what you're showing people in your digital space yeah and what she showed people in her digital space during her toughest moment wasn't, I've got this. It's, I don't got this. And, and that doesn't inspire confidence to me to give her money. No. And again, the, I, I say this all the time. The purpose of a business is to take the customer's money. It's just that simple. That's the brass tacks of it. And it sounds like she was doing a good job of taking their money, but it sounds like she wasn't doing a good job of providing the goods or services that the person purchased. No, no, that's that's part of that transaction and taking their money. You've got to follow through and give them what they asked for and what or, they paid for. Or they'll never come back. No, no. And rightfully so. I mean, again, I... I don't wish any ill will on her. I want her to succeed. I want everybody to succeed. I'm a big believer in rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we're on Etsy too. It's a big portion of our income. So, you know, the more people that are going there, the better. But if people go there and have a bad experience, that's a problem. And if you have a seller like this who, Again, the public face that she put forward, at least on that occasion, was incredibly negative and incredibly damaging, in my opinion. That's not a good look. No, and that's and, exactly why mm -hmm. Etsy shut her shop down temporarily. Yeah, yeah, because 
you know, obviously she didn't have it together. So, and, and she, in my opinion, proved it in the video that she did, you know, but hopefully, like I said, she's learned a little something. Hopefully it's working better for her now. And hopefully with us going through this, uh, we've been able to kind of do a little bit of, uh, teaching for those who are listening. So they maybe don't make the same mistakes. If you have a business and you have any kind of customer interaction, it has to be 100% positive 100% of the time, even if it is your darkest day. And that's the bottom line. Okay, I think I've pretty much said what I have to say there and hopefully you've all got the idea of what I'm trying to get across. What do you think, Buffers? I have a totally unrelated point. I found the quote from the compliment sandwich, if you'd like me to share. Yeah, let's finish on the compliment sandwich. So, is this the family guy this thing? This is family guy. Okay. This is between Stewie as he is employing <clears throat> Brian. Perfect. Stewie says, I'm going to do something I call the compliment sandwich, where I say something good, then talk about where you need improvement, and then end with something good. Stewie tells Brian that he looks like Snoopy, that he has <laughs> smelly dog farts, <laughs> and that he dazzled a rep from the Cincinnati office. <laughs> perfect yes that is the perfect way to end this particular episode of the soul smelly of dog farts smelly dog farts ladies and gentlemen <laughs> speaking of smelly dog farts be sure to visit us at soulwisdom.com <laughs> oh good lord <laughs> questions at soul wisdom tweet us at smelly dog farts <laughs> no tweet us at soul wisdom Remember our tip jar, all those sorts of things. Like, subscribe, share. We do appreciate you listening. This has been uh, entertaining at times yeah. today. <laughs> all right, you folks take care. We will see you tomorrow. Have a good day.